Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. So glad that you joined us. I think both of my days last week were encores, weren't they? I'm pretty sure. I don't remember what I was doing, but I'm sorry I wasn't around, um, wasn't able to do the show. I think I was traveling. Oh, I had. I know where I was. On Wednesday, I had a pretty important um, memorial service that I needed to drive up to Greeley, uh, and uh, that I wasn't able to get back in time for the show, but I did do the service, and we had a sweet time uh, in worship together, Passion Week. And then Thursday, uh, I don't remember what it was. It was last minute. Uh, Oh, that's right. Uh, Thursday was for a different reason. Uh, but I'm back, and this is live, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000 is the number. So glad uh, to be a small part of the uh, big work that God is doing in your life, um, and just have the privilege of reminding you how much He loves you. He sent His Son, Jesus, to die for you, uh, and that for every believer in Christ, that he is for you and not against you. Um, and that's an important thing to just, just a word from the Lord right now to remind you that God is for you, believer, born-again believer. Um, you are um, greatly loved and cared for. And so I'm grateful you're joining us today, 303 690 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions. Um, give me a call. Lines are wide open. And those of you that know the show, the lines are open in the beginning. And then as the show progresses, they pretty much stay full. And so this is a great time. In the very beginning of the show is always a great time to... Call in when the lines are wide open, and uh, maybe you have a prayer request. Maybe you, you want to share what the Lord did uh, during uh, your Easter services, or maybe the Lord spoke to you, ministered to you. Uh, maybe you have a Bible question. Whatever it is, let's talk about the things of the Lord together. Um, I've got a little testimony I just got in my email box that I'm going to share with you because um, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you pastors out there. I want to encourage you lay leaders. Um, I posted, uh, so let's put it this way. I posted a couple of pictures on my Instagram. I'm not sure if all the social media that I posted on, um, but I you know, expressed appreciation uh, to uh, the men. There's a picture of me with the pastors, but not all the pastors. Um, there's a few missing. And then there's a picture of me with the worship team that was here all weekend. Um, And there was also a picture, I don't know if it was Saturday night, uh, but we get together for a team meeting before services. 
uh, just to go over things, to rally. It's like a rallying point. We encourage one another. We talk about what the day is going to be like, what the message is, uh, and then uh, we pray, and then we launch off uh, throughout the ministry. So there's a couple pictures there. It doesn't, it doesn't at all encompass everyone that serves or served, but um, it's representative. And, and so I posted, I said something like this. I mean, I said this exact thing. Grateful to serve with these pastors, men, women, wives, friends, faithful brothers and sisters, even though many are missing from these pics. It, and here's the key. Uh, it takes a large and dedicated team to serve our community well. And our teams, plural, here at Calvary, excel in agape and faithfulness, in service and sacrifice. And then I quoted Galatians 6, verses 9 and 10. So, so let us not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. And it does take a large and dedicated team. And in our church, it takes teams. That team is then broken off into teams uh, to, to serve, not just Easter. Of course, this time last year, we weren't even meeting. It was the first time in the history of our church, uh, with the exception, I don't think even a snow day. I don't think we've even had a snow day for Easter in the past. But this last year, our room was empty. It was literally empty because one of the things we did through COVID when we went online is uh, we had the worship team come in and our pastoral staff come in and our media team. We all came in uh, and to put on the online service. And we did a live service every single time we normally would do live services. So we have Saturday night service. We did that live, went home. Woke up in the morning, came in, did our 845 service live, and then did our 1045 service live. And one of the reasons was, there was a couple reasons. And while I'm starting off the show, this is, if you're just dropping in, this is a call-in show. So it is not merely just me talking, it's dialoguing. I want you to be a part of it. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, we welcome you to call us. The number to dial is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or you can text me, and if you're not in a place to call, you can text me at 720-336-0897, and that number is a dedicated text line and a prayer line, and uh, you know it's good to have you be a part of the program. We want you to be a part of it. <clears throat> so give me a call, 303-690-3000. Uh, and so, you know, as, as, we, um, as we are uh, coming together uh, during, the, during the time where we were unable to meet, we did live services. Uh, and, and here's the mentality. Number one is we, whatever, there were so many things outside of our control, we wanted to keep control of what was still ours, right? We couldn't gather physically, but that didn't mean we couldn't give the same experience online that it, that you would get if you showed up, if you could show up. 
So we did live. It was a little extra work, but it was good. It was good for all of us. It was good for our team. It was good for our pastors. It was good for the church. But the second reason was is that if you have ever been to all three of our services uh, uh, here, uh, or even when we did five services for Easter, the message is the same but different every service. The message is the same note, same text, same pastor, um, but... Because there's a different room of people, different group of people, the Holy Spirit takes uh, me or even the guest pastors uh, in different directions. Like we don't, we're not robots. We just don't read our notes like as if there's nobody in front of us, but we walk into the pulpit open to the Holy Spirit as we teach the Word of God. I mean, the Word of God isn't going to change. It says what it says. It means what it means. We'll give you the sense of it. We'll give you the meaning of it. And then the application of it or the way it goes is different. So we did that all, all that time we were closed, for, for the couple months we were closed, with the exception, this is where I'm headed with that, of Easter. I guess we had so many services, and that was the weekend I think we decided to rebroadcast our services all day so that now even today, on Sunday afternoon from 645 to, in the a.m. to 6.45 p.m. for 12 hours straight, our studies, as if we had, I don't know how many services, that's six services. Um, so it's 6.45, 8.45, 10.45, 12.45, 2.45, services. And the 8.45 and 10.45 are live. Um, but seven services on Sunday that's online constantly. But on Easter, we recorded one on Saturday and then rebroadcast that. So that meant that the room was empty for, um, <clears throat> for Easter. It was bizarre. It was one of the most bizarre years we've ever experienced, individually, collectively, even as the church. So it was so good to be back together on Easter. It is predominantly the service that's filled with more people Christmas and Easter than any other service. So it always is encouraging to pastors to see their room full and what potential there is. It's so beautiful. I love it, love it, love it. I mean, I love our church no matter how many people come, but to see our room filled to the brim um, is unbelievable. And so many people come that churches add services to accommodate. That's what we do. We add services to accommodate the growth. Um, And... And so it was just one of those years. It was a beautiful, beautiful time. And we're so glad if you came with us, came to join us uh, that we were a part of your Easter celebration. Um, and I got a lot to say about that, but somebody's on the line, so I'm going to pick it up. 303-690-3000. Julia up in North Glen, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hey, Julia. Uh, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, I'm... I, I just want to let you know that you've really blessed my marriage with this um, show, and I just was calling um, to ask for a prayer request for my brother. Okay. He is 25 and diagnosed with schizophrenia, oh. um, and he is very delusional. He <clears throat> says that he's getting better all the time because he goes to church every day, and he's become a Catholic, um, and we grow up Catholic. Um so uh, I was just calling for a prayer request for him and for our family to really 
try to figure out how we can gauge him and and um, try to get him, you know, to have a, a real relationship yes. with Christ and, and not um, something that he's obsessed with, like rosaries and hanging crosses all over the house. And um, it's, it's really hard to talk to him because he changes the subject a lot, um, but... Just, just really a prayer for our family and, and for him, and um, just any advice, really, if you have any uh, okay. about how to how to talk with him. Well, better. I think patience, you know, praying for patience is going to be really important um, because he definitely has uh, mental challenges that keep his mind at a different pace than yours. And I'm sure that some of the behavior that he's enduring, you know, he's experiencing right now are is a direct result of his mind uh, being out of his control. And, you know, it's, we, 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 we have experienced uh, a little bit of having our mind out of control too. Like if you've ever been really fearful, you know what it's like to have an emotion overcome you. Um, you know, imagine if that was your mind and your general thinking um, sure. and just overwhelming. And so latching, fortunately at this point, you know, he's closer um, even though I think religion, uh, the Roman Catholic religion in particular, has uh, has a way of keeping people away from God, even though they think through the, all the rituals they're close to God, um, I'm grateful that that's what he's chose because there was a, there would be a lot of other alternatives that would be far worse. So, yeah, so we're grateful he's on a pathway that does value the death, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, we're definitely. Um, grateful that God knows your brother, even including yeah. the deficits of his mind and the challenges that his body has, and and so for you guys, it's just patience, you know, because you know what do we, it's hard to discern sometimes. Are we dealing with the real brother? Or are we dealing with the disease? Um, right. Are we dealing with our real brother? Or and is he? And and this is hard, but it's even possible that he could be using the disease to to keep you guys at you know, at length, where he is really in his sound mind. He just doesn't want to deal with you guys at the moment. Um, okay. And that's hard. To, we don't know, you know, and we're not going to make yeah. that judgment. Like, I'm, I just know that it's, it's hard. And so, I, and, and so since I don't know exactly what I'm dealing with, when I'm dealing with it, patience is going to get me, you know, it's going to help me a long way. Um, and right. the, the good news is the Bible says is that the um, uh, fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, and long suffering, and so the Holy Spirit is already inside of you to to minister to Him. Um, yeah. a, a second thing I think of is I I remember that guy that was that had lost his mind uh, that Jesus taught and brought him back to his right mind, uh, yes, and he, yes. he he healed him. And and I know that's possible with your bro. Like it's it's possible for God to supernaturally heal him. It's possible for God to supernaturally naturally heal him. Um, God can. It's not a hopeless situation. God loves your brother. He loves your family. And he could show himself in a miraculous way, um, in a powerful way. This could all be done. This could all be happening for God to use it for his glory. Wow. Thank you. That's huge. Um, I thank you for your insight. I know that God really uses you as a, <clears throat> as a tool. And I just really thank you. Thank you for saying that. 
I, I, you really speak to my heart because I definitely do need to pray for patience for yeah. myself, for him. Of course. You know, and it's, it makes it even harder because it's family, you know, and that's, yeah. there's just, Jesus said a prophet's not without honor except in his own home. And, you know, that, that's true. We have some of the most difficult conflicts with our own family. Right. Right. Well, let's pray. Thank you. Father, I pray for Julia. I pray for the work of your Holy Spirit. Uh, in her life, God, that you would grant her the um, the patience that she wants and that she desires. I pray for her brother, God, uh, truly, that they would um, be an old, be, you would heal him and strengthen him and help him. Um, and in, until we see a full healing, God, I pray for that encouragement and patience to be through the whole family and that you would Show yourself strong um, on behalf of this family in this super challenging, trying time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. All right, talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Is it Shalera in North Glen? Shalera, welcome to the program. Yes, thank you. Um, So I called yesterday the same time and I put in a prayer request, and he said that, you know, when I hear back, um, if I get an answer, to call back. Yes. So um, just, I don't know if you were listening yesterday. I'm looking for somebody else. But um, anyhow, so I was praying for my daughter, Courtney. She's graduating from Colorado Christian University this May. Yes. And she had a big interview. It was the third interview for um, Focus on the Family up in Colorado Springs. And when I called, she was still having the interview. Oh, wow. And, yes, so I I just wanted to call and put in a prayer for, you know, to speak directly to them immediately, to their hearts and to their minds, um, because she had been praying um, for the last year. She wanted to be an attorney, but, you know, um, just ministering and being at the Christian college, she just had a change of heart. So she really wanted to be in um, a nonprofit Christian organization where she can speak into other people's lives. And yes. so she's been praying for a while. And last Wednesday, she put in the application, and immediately the next day, they started calling her, and she had three interviews in like four days. Wow. And um, so I called for a prayer to speak directly to those, the panel of five people. And 20 minutes after she got off of the interview, they called her back so excited that she's the perfect fit, and they've been praying for her, the perfect person for that position, and she's been praying, and so they offered her the job, and it's just a blessing, and it's definitely a door that was opened by God himself, we believe. So I just um, wanted to call and um, give an update, because it's amazing. That's grateful. We give glory to God for that. We'll pray for that in a second. Uh, it's a neat thing with your with your daughter. Um, she and I have something similar, not completely, but similar and in common, uh, in 19, I think it was 1992 or three, when Focus on the Family was moving from Pomona, California to Colorado Springs. Um, even back then, Marie and I, um, or at least I did, probably more so, wanted to live in Colorado. So we both applied for positions at Focus on the Family. And Marie was offered a position, a very not good position, but I did not get any of the positions I interviewed for. And because of that, we didn't move to Colorado. And 
And through that closed door, a whole, a whole host of other things happened uh, that eventually led us to move to Colorado in 1999, of course. And, and so, praise God. This is, for me, God's will included a no, but for your daughter, God's will included a yes. She's getting her degree in philosophy, and she's told me, um, not that I understand philosophy very much, <laughs> but she's told me that, um, you know, fresh students graduating usually go into internships and they don't really make any money. Um, and it's just a hard position to get jump right into, but yes. because of her skill set and her leadership um, abilities, she was she's like overqualified, and they are so excited. They called her again to say, "We're so excited! We're celebrating today, just because we know that you're coming on board." And she's so excited, and you know, for the for her entire life, she was planning to be an attorney. Okay. Um. So. You know, something in the last, she said, in the last year and a half just changed her heart completely. And this position is just right, right exactly where her heart is. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not a low position. It's a pretty decent position for someone just graduating. That's fantastic. Um, so you know, very excited. Focus on the family is, is such an excellent organization to work for. And, you know, just a reminder, though, um, she's not going to work in heaven. So even though she's working for a Christian nonprofit, it's filled with regular people that have regular days. Uh, I always like to tell people when they start the position here at church that, you know, you're not start, you're not working in heaven. We're not in heaven yet. Um, so there'll be conflict and there'll be challenges, but there are also great advantages uh, to working at a church or working for a Christian nonprofit. And I think what a great uh, beginning that your daughter has. And uh, so let's just pray to God and rejoice in that. So, Father, I'm thankful for this open door with this young lady, Lord, with with Focus on the Family, and we're really grateful for the ministry of Focus and all that they have done and will continue to do to stand up for life, um, for equity, uh, to protect the sanctity of life and the sanctity of the family. And, And so I just pray that there would be a tremendous... Uh, growth spurt and strength for this young woman, Lord. And for for the answer to prayer, we we don't always come to you expecting you to answer so quickly. So forgive us, Lord, for sometimes we're just, we get so repetitive and even robotic in our prayer lives that we maybe don't even expect sometimes what we're asking. And so in this, we come to you by faith and you answered so quickly. And so we want to publicly thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, all right. Well, I just wanted to catch everybody up who was listening yesterday and um, just overjoyed. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That's exciting. That's really, really cool. 303-690-3000. So I didn't check my... I've been in meetings all day. Typically, Wednesdays are meeting days. So I've been in meetings, meetings until I finally walked in. So I didn't even open my email until I finished some recording. And I op- and it was good timing, though. I opened up to this, re- this email. Listen to this. This is unbelievable. So I mean, it is believable. It's not even... Listen to this. Dear Pastor Ed, this came in at 8.30 this morning. I was listening to you on the radio Saturday around noon while I was driving, and it was your leadership podcast that was on the air. And we do put out a podcast here. We call it Lead to Serve. And then 
Kevin edits it for me, and then we air it on Saturdays. You know, so it's a radio slash podcast. So she's listening to this podcast, and here's her email. You were addressing people that were hopeless and felt suicidal, and that was certainly me. You said to send a text, and that's what I did for prayer. I can't tell you the countless times I've reached out about my dysfunctional, hopeless life with an alcoholic husband over the last 10-year period of time, and heaven has been like brass. Two years ago, my husband even had a near-death experience at work where he experienced a super traumatic situation. I asked our then pastor to come and talk to him, and I was so disappointed because nothing was addressed and everything was swept under the rug. I knew in my heart that if you had been there, things might have been different. I hope they would have been. Uh, And since Calvary's been a part of my life since I became a believer in 1979 and was discipled by Pastor Chuck Smith, uh, I knew from that church we had to go. So uh, from... We moved from Parker to Aurora and began to fellowship at Calvary. This time was different. On Sunday, I listened to Calvary Church online services twice, and I asked my husband to listen to the service with me that evening, and he did. So this is a rebroadcast. It's not even a live service you were listening to. At the end of your sermon, you gave an invitation for people who wanted to recommit their life to the Lord. And he actually stood up at the dinner table and recommitted his life to Jesus. This is where Kevin, if he had any sound effects, he would go, yay, yay. You know, a little sound effect board. We don't have one. Monday night, I asked my husband, D to join me at the recovery meeting Tuesday nights, and he agreed. And then I responded to a return text from a pastor to call regarding my text that I sent on Saturday in my hopeless state. And I spoke with Pastor Micah, and he shared, my glorious, he shared my glorious story and joy about lost sheep husband and told me to send you this amazing report. So all praise, glory, and honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ um, uh, to know he's starting to bring me out of this horrible state of my life. Have a blessed day. We get so many of these emails and phone calls that it could be easy just to say, of course, that's what God does. Of course, that's what God does. But I'm always reminding our team here to never take lightly the testimony of one person, to rejoice with one person. Yeah, we might get hundreds of them, but rejoice with one person. And we want to rejoice with Mary today of the work that God is doing in her life. It's still going to be a battle. The warfare will be intense, but we want to rejoice with her We want to be encouraged. Uh, We want to see they're on the right track. And then I want to, we're going to rejoice in prayer just a minute before our break, but I also want to speak to the pastor out there that thinks you blew it on Easter and thinks that you aren't a good enough pastor because the church down the street had more people than you, or you you hear a testimony like this and go, well, you know, Pastor Ed, I've never gotten a testimony like that, or I don't get too many of those. And, and even if I didn't get this testimony, this all still happened, even if I didn't get to read it. 
even if Pastor Micah didn't tell her to send it to me, even if it didn't get forwarded from my assistant, like if even if it didn't happen, even I didn't read it, it still happened. And it happened on a rebroadcast. It wasn't even a live service. It happened, she says, in the nighttime. And we're playing rebroadcast in the nighttime. And the same invitation went. And it went to a different audience. And the guy wasn't even in our building. He was at his kitchen table. And I always picture people listening in the kitchen, listening in their car, in a hospital room, in a jail cell, in their bedroom, laying on their bed. In a, in a, I remember visiting Sister Judy, who was in a hospital bed in her basement. I, there's a lot of different places the Word of God goes out. So, Pastor, don't grow weary in well-doing, but in due season you will reap if you don't lose heart. And so, Lord, we rejoice in the testimony of Mary and are grateful to be a small part of the huge work you're doing in her life. In Jesus' name. Hey, this is Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon and welcome back to our live broadcast here known as Calvary Live. My name is Pastor Ed Taylor. I get to serve here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. We are a Calvary Chapel church. I was saved at a Calvary Chapel, discipled at Calvary Chapel. I launched off to serve here in Colorado to plant a Calvary Chapel church. We just added the name church to our name because... People would drive by the building and think we were a wedding chapel, would think we were just a school, and we felt like this was a season where we wanted to identify ourselves. But don't let the name fool you. We are Calvary. We are a church, but we are a part of the Calvary Chapel family very gratefully. I'm, I am grateful for my history and my heritage uh, through Calvary Chapel, and I'm, I'm grateful to disciple uh, in the same way, grateful for our theological heritage, thank, grateful for our pastoral heritage, uh, and our commitment to teaching the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter, our commitment to being open and led by the Holy Spirit, our commitment to um, abiding in Christ and the grace of God. So good stuff. Um, if you're listening on Hope FM or Truth FM, I want to remind you that this broadcast uh, is not live for you. Uh, you're hearing it with a one-week delay, but but don't let that stumble you in any way because if you're listening to my voice right now and you call right now, you will be live on the air all throughout Colorado and Wyoming and parts of Nebraska, and you will then be able to listen to yourself next week because we broadcast them one-week delay. So even though you're not hearing it live, it sounds live, um, it is live all throughout Colorado, unless it's an encore presentation, it's all live. Um, but you call me, we'll answer, we'll talk on the phone like right now, and then you'll get to hear it on the radio next week, which I think is kind of cool. Uh, because most people call in Colorado, they're on the phone. They can't, you can't listen to the radio and be on the phone at the same time because we have a delay. So it messes it up. And you can't have your radio on while you're on the phone because it then messes up our sound. Uh, so you can't be listen to the radio and the call at the same time. Um, but 
for you guys on Hope FM and Truth FM, you can hear it next week, no problem. So it's kind of cool. Not only that, I want to remind you, uh, Grace FM is a, su- a listener-supported ministry uh, of our church, and I'm, I'm asking you to support us. Um, I really believe it's important to support us financially. Uh, most radio stations are owned by big corporations. We are not. Uh, we are a church, and uh, we do. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful for being entrusted with Grace FM, um, but I want you... I, I am asking you to support local Christian radio. So go to gracefm.com and support us, would you? Uh, any amount matters, large or small. Believe me, every dollar matters. Uh, every dollar matters. And I know there's other stations in town that beg you and press you, and um, they don't need it like we do. And you can name the stations. It's um, we, we are locally supported and would love... For you to partner with us go to gracefm.com and of course if you're listening to this program on another station support the station you're listening to it on so we're not asking you to hear it on hope fm and to support grace fm no you support hope fm and we're not asking you to support grace fm and not truth fm no support truth fm uh, wherever you're hearing it but if you're hearing it on grace fm uh, you're hearing it online I am asking you. The Bible, Jesus taught us that we, when it comes to our prayers with God, we don't receive because we don't ask. And I think that principle is true. Sometimes churches, you know, they th- they say, "Well, you know, where God guides, He provides." That's true. We say the same thing. Uh, however, He provides through the people. And if you you kind of turn on the radio and go, "Well, they have no needs. They have no needs. They have no needs." Yet, yeah, no, no, no. We have big needs. And Kevin was just telling me we're going down. Uh, our engineer's going down. He's going to tune up the station down in the springs, make some changes to see if we can't. You know, we're at max capacity already, so we're going to try to tweak some things uh, so that we can make it a clearer station And uh, until the Lord gives us another one and we get to purchase. So I'm asking you not only support Grace FM, but pray for us. We want to expand into Canyon City. Um, we would rather do it with a bigger station in Colorado Springs so if you're in Colorado Springs and you own a big radio station, um, we're ready to buy it. Uh, so call us uh, here at our studios. Um, we we want we'll trade our current station. We'll we'll do whatever we can. We want to purchase a station in Colorado Springs that reaches Canyon City um, because we want to reach the prisons down there. We want to support our friend in uh, Pueblo, Pueblo West. We want to support our friends in Canyon City, uh, and then we want to support all the good churches. That's what Bible teaching does. It helps every church, every real church in town. That's what Bible teaching does, and that's our commitment to invest in you. Back to Aurora. Louise is on the air, on the line. Louise, welcome to the program. Uh, Hang on just a second. Hello. How are you? Can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. Okay. I'm calling to get prayers for my daughter and my granddaughter, okay. especially my granddaughter. Yes. Um, she's eight years old, Okay. and she's been showing uh, here recently some uh, unhealthy behaviors, such as lying and stealing and speaking um, around uh, getting sweets and stuff that she doesn't need to be taking. And uh, my daughter, she... Um, is going to school and doing clinicals, and she's got testing she has to get done by the end of the month. Okay. And she's just filling out her wits in because she really, you know, 
wants to do right by my my granddaughter, and she just feels like so much is on her plate. Yes, and that she's messing up her granddaughter. You know, she has her own own issue with sure. borderline personality disorder that oh, she's no. you know she's maintaining. You know, it just it gets really hard on her. And my granddaughter is really showing these unhealthy behaviors, and I work five and a half days a week, so there's not a whole lot that I can do for them. So I really want to have some prayers for them. Um, my granddaughter gets, you know, back on the right way and okay. and uh, stuff. And for my my daughter to, to know she's not alone in 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 raising this child. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. It's a very situ- you know we I'm finding that more and more of these situations are just so hard. Um, you know, and you experience that, like, this is just so hard. And, and we need to take our difficult, impossible situations to the Lord, just like you're asking. So let's do that. Father, I pray for this wonderful mom, well, first mom, and then daughter, then granddaughter, and then, then mom and daughter, and this family. Um, this family is uh, loved by you and experiencing great, severe challenges and difficulties. And I pray that you would strengthen them, uh, that you would bring this little girl into submission, Lord, that she wouldn't take advantage of some of the weaknesses of her mom, but rather, God, she would live in obedience, just like your word says. Your word tells children to obey their parents, because this this will lead to long life. And I pray that this young girl would learn to obey you, uh, and not take advantage of her mom. And I pray for mom and grandma. You know, mom has her own issues, and grandma has this heart for both of them. And so I pray that you would, um, you know, surround this family with your grace and your love and encouragement. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor Ed. You know, I just I was thinking as, as I was praying, this word endurance uh, popped into my mind. Um, it's been a real important word you know this last year or so um but there's a there's a neat um there's a neat passage let me find it here um i'm gonna i think the lord has a word for you so let me give it to you uh but let me read it to you uh it's in hebrews chapter 10 verse 36 and here's here's what it says you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of god you may receive the promise and would you just encourage, I want to encourage you, and I'm asking you to encourage your daughter, would you make this a part of your prayer? The Bible says, and I think it's where you are right now, you have a need for endurance. So would you guys begin to ask God for that endurance? Okay. I'm going to take that and write, get it written down on a, a card. So, yes, please do. Please. And, and the, word, the word in the original language for this word is a is a word you'll you'll remember because it kind of sounds different. It's the word hupomone, hupomone, and it literally means to bear up under, like to to bear the weight of circumstances. Like like I know our prayer. Like I remember Paul. Um, I remember Paul was crying out those three times for the thorn in his flesh. Remember. He said, God, take it away, take it away, take it away. And God's answer was, I'm not taking it away. You're going to live with it, Paul. But when when living with it, I'm going to give you more of myself because my grace is sufficient. 
And I just think right now, especially with what's happening, it's no quick fix. And you know, unless the Lord just just immediately acts, uh, there's no quick fix to this. So what's needed is endurance that you're bearing up under. Um, and and this word is specifically for situations, not people. And so mm-hmm. there, this is a situation. There is a spiritual warfare surrounding your daughter and your granddaughter. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And and you, this would, this is the word for you. You have need for endurance while you're still doing the will of God. So don't quit, yeah. Grandma. Oh, I'm not gonna quit. This is this is my my little special one, you know. And that's right. She just means so much to me because I've been there since the day she was born and <laughs> pretty much raised her for the first oh, few years of her life. But that's wonderful. She's had so many changes happen yes. in just short, four short years, you know. Yeah. She had a baby brother born a year ago, oh, and, of course, he's getting some attention. Yes. And then Mama's, uh, Mama's boyfriend, her fiancé, has a family that has a... Um, a uh, little girl, his sister has a little girl who's two years younger than Raylan is, and she gets away with everything. Mom's such a passive, I mean, she doesn't correct her on things, and she blames Raylan for stuff that that is not even in Raylan's fault, and it's just so much stuff. Her mom and dad, you know, for a long time, you know, had this fight going on, and it's just been really hard on my granddaughter, and and when I get her, when I get her to come over and and I'm able to have her, you know, because my schedule, you know, I have the weekend and and I strive to give her comfort and love and encouragement and That's correctness. Good. You know, I correct behaviors on her. It's just really hard because I'm not in her life as much as I was when she was younger, and um, so I I've been praying a lot for the family. Um, praying that Amber would come back to, you know, start coming to church with me. Yes. I go to your church. Oh, good. And, um, yeah, I come to church there, and I was so happy because on Easter Sunday, they were all there. We took up a a, (laughs) a row and a half. That's awesome. uh, That everybody was there, and and Raylan was so happy to have everybody at church, and she was introducing them to people that she knew there because she goes to school there and stuff. Yes. But she just got so much pain or, or disappointment or something inside that's being expressed now yeah. through these behaviors. Yeah. And I know it has more to do with what's going on at home uh, with the other side of the family. And I just, I hurt for her and I scared mm. because she's born at nine years old, you know, and I don't want her to go into high school and junior high and, you know, but I just, I just felt a real need to reach out and have some prayers for her. Well, I look forward to meeting her. I'm sure I see her around the school, but I would love to meet her in person and pray with her in person if you, you want to bring her up at some point. Okay. Um, like I said, I usually only have Saturday afternoons and Sundays off. Okay. So, and her, she's at her dad's every other weekend. So okay. Well, when I'm you get the chance, bring her up. taking her to church with me. Okay. But she does enjoy being over at the church. That's fantastic. Well, I look forward to praying with you guys. Okay, thank you. All righty, bye-bye. Yeah, man, I think this, uh, um, it's just, you can hear it in Louise's voice, can't you? 
and I think I'm just talking to all you guys on the radio right now. Just this is real life. Um, I, I'd like to mention, you know, we minister to real people living real lives, experiencing real problems, and we introduce them to a real Savior who has real power and who is really faithful. And, you know, today we, as a staff, um, every, on Wednesday, uh, is our staff meetings, right? So we all get together. It's the only day that we're all here together. But um, really, yeah, I mean, at services we're here at various times, but this is the only day we're all here together. And we did a, um, a SWOT analysis. Uh, you may not have heard of that before, but we basically talked about our weekend services and we looked at what went well, what didn't go so well, how can we improve and that kind of thing. And it was a pretty long meeting, you know, probably, I think we ended at 11 o'clock or so, something like that, maybe even later, uh, because we had a lot, you know, we, we want to talk, and, and, and it's a lot of work, and it's, it's tiring, and uh, 10.55, so almost 11, and uh, it was a long, longer than usual meeting, and, you know, we, we got to talk about hard things, mistakes that we might have made, or things we might have done wrong that we need to improve on, and, 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 and it was, we do that because of we don't want to miss Louise. We don't want to miss a whole row and a half taken up by our family. Like that's why we do. We don't want to be slick and polished and and like sp- try to present something that we're not because that's not us. But we do want to do it with that. We do want to do ministry with excellence. We want to be dependent upon the Holy Spirit. We we want to be used by Him. We but we don't want to miss Louise. And and wherever your church you're, li- whatever you're listening, whatever church you go to, wh- wherever you like, I, I want to encourage you to to serve God with excellence. He deserves your best. He 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 wants to. He want he deserves your best. I don't I don't even know any other way to put it. It's not like some legalistic trip where. Like, you know, you're not, I don't even know, like it could be so misunderstood. I'm, I'm trying to process, like, just do your best under the Lord. Whatever you do in word or deed, do it as under the Lord. And know that when you're, met, when you're greeting, when you're walking around, when you're meeting your neighbor, you could be sitting next to Louise, who has a difficult situation with her daughter, has a difficult situation with her granddaughter, that carries this heavy burden, that cares for her granddaughter since she was born. Like, that is the church. There, she sits in front of you. She sits behind you. She sits in the first row. She sits in her car. She's sitting at her kitchen table, rededicating her life. They are, and so we are obligated to give our best unto the Lord, and He blesses it. Man, what an honor. It's a heartbreaking um, phone call, but we can take our broken hearts to the Lord in prayer, and he hears us. 303-690-3000. Over to Baltimore, Maryland. Deb is on the line. Deb, welcome to the program. Oh, gosh. I know that this sounds insignificant, but I just lost my little dog. Oh, I'm sorry. And uh, she loved the family. Yes. She was 18 years old when she passed. Wow. She loved my mom. She was handicapped. She loved my dad. She stayed with them to their end. Mm. And um, What's her name? Pudgy. Pudgy? And what kind of dog was she? Uh, A little miniature rat terrier. Ooh, those are little, huh? Um, 
Oh, very little. <laughs> how, how, how much did she weigh? Carrier. How much did she, she weigh? She was wonderful. Did she? Unconditional love. Yes. And it's a shame. Yeah. Pastor. It's hard. The animal got dragged down oh. with our sin. And God, in mm. his mercy, mm. kept them with us. Yeah. But they had to suffer. And I know that there has to be a place in heaven for them. Mm. There has to, because they don't have any sin. They didn't know man's hell. I mean, they just came along with us, and we're lucky to have them. And I miss her so much, and I like to know that God has a place for her and all the animals that people love. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm so sorry for your loss. I, I do know that God is faithful and loving. I know that he cares. I know that it's not unprecedented for animals to be in heaven because I believe that we see Jesus Christ riding on a horse um, and so I know that whatever God, whatever choices he makes will be righteous, good. And I was reading, and actually one very popular author does believe, a uh, very popular Christian author does believe that there's a good chance that pets can be in heaven. And so rather than be concerned, uh, whether r- rather than knowing What's going to happen after a, an animal passes? I think it's best that I pray for you. Can I do that? I pray, God, for the real grief and pain my sister's feeling in uh, Maryland as her precious friend and animal and pet uh, is no longer with her. And 18 years is such a long time. And just that the weight of, you know, the weight of... Um, losing their animal and um lord i know it's a deep deep pain and so i pray that you would comfort her and you would help her and strengthen her uh, and i pray that you will um help her each day um i think that um she needs that daily comfort uh and she needs to grieve the loss of her pet. And I pray that she would um, allow herself to grieve and mourn and experience to the fullness the pain that she's feeling. And that she wouldn't, that Lord, I protect her from people that would say things that would hurt her feelings. I pray you would protect her from people that want to give their opinions to her instead of just comfort and encourage her. And, and so I pray, God, that you would strengthen her. And I know that you have made us to care about our animals. You want us to care. And we know that grief is directly related to love and care. And so I pray for her in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. I'm sorry for your loss. She's alive. Yeah. 
He really is. I'm sorry. I love you. Thank you for your ministry. Thank you, Deb. And would you call us back in a week or two and just tell us how you're doing? Yes. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. You know, I I did not understand fully, personally, the love that a person could have for their pet. It didn't start to uh, really reveal itself until we moved here. Uh, And my kids were at such an age where um, the Lord enabled us to have a pet dog. Her name is Molly. And Molly was a missionary, was a dog that belonged to two... Barb and Denny, who went off into the mission field, and they lived out, I think it was Bennett, either Bennett or Watkins, they had all this property, and Molly ran the place for them, just a mutt of a dog, but such a cute, wonderful dog, and then when they were leaving to Turkey, uh, they asked if we would take their dog, and they gave her to us, and they put us in that little posted stamp backyard that we have, uh, and... And the kids just loved Molly, and Molly loved us. And she didn't do much. <laughs> she did chase some animals in the garage, and and uh, but she didn't, you know, fetch or she didn't get along very well with other animals and that kind. But she was ours, you know. And she was such a uh, first. She started as an outdoor dog, then we let her indoors, and and we really didn't understand how much we loved that dog and how much of a void that dog filled Molly did in our life until she passed away. And that was our first experience with real grief in our family, I think, Um, just as adults and just our little family and the kids and me and Marie. And uh, we miss that dog still to this day. We see pictures of her as we were scanning old pictures. And uh, and so I know those of you listening, losing your pets um, is a serious thing. And I don't take lightly the questions um, that are, are asked about whether our pets are in heaven or not. Um, the Bible doesn't specifically answer that question. Um, and uh, I do know that God loves his people. I do know that the existence in the millennial period uh, will, be, um, uh, will be filled with life in its fullest under the King of Jesus. Um, I do believe there'll be pets in the millennial period. Uh, and, you know, I think, <clears throat> I think there are some challenges with the, the question. We know that animals aren't humans, but they have personalities, and they display love and affection. Uh, and, you know, l- losing an animal is a serious, serious loss. And we know they're not, we know animals are less than humans. We know that. Um, but it doesn't minimize um, that feeling of loss and grief. So maybe you're just listening in and you too have lost a pet. And, you know, I hope, um, you know, I hope that you, people don't tell you dumb things. I hope that uh, God comforts you. Um, and, um, I do know that, um, definitely will be animals on the new earth, you know, in the new kingdom, uh, whether it will be our pets or not, I don't know. Um, I know that the Bible speaks about salvation being for humans. I know that Jesus is spoken of of dying for humans, for the souls of humans. Uh, so I can't really answer that to, in particular. I don't think the Bible says so. Um, but our hope is not um, 
is not in the reuniting with our loved ones or even reuniting with pets. Our hope is in the Lord. Um, That's our hope. And the bonuses that God chooses to give us, the blessings that God chooses to allow us uh, to uh, be a part of uh, are important. But you, you, you that grieve, it's okay to grieve the loss of your pet. I, the Lord gives you permission. He wants you to um, express those emotions. All right, let's move out to Strasburg, Colorado. Wani's on the air. Wani, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, early this morning, I got a call from my son Nathan's wife, Sadie, who had arrived in Pueblo, Colorado, where Nathan was uh, taken. Yes. During the night, um, they had to put him in a coma yes. because of heart rate breathing, and we don't know what's wrong. Um, okay. An EEG showed that there was some seizure activity. A CAT scan came back. Um, he has traumatic brain injuries from the wars that yeah. he was in. Yes. So um, just prayers for Nathan that the doctors can figure out. He knew Sadie when he woke up, you know, kind of woke up, and they're bringing him. They took took him off the sleep medications, but okay. he doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know what happened. So just prayers for Nathan. Let's do that because uh, the show's almost over. So, Father, yeah. I pray for Nathan. Um, I'm grateful that he's waking up, and uh, I pray that you would give him clarity of mind. We, we are just grateful that um, this family waited for him to wake up and he's coming out of his coma. And now, Lord, the, the challenge begins, but it's not a challenge that you can't meet. So give him clarity of mind and strengthen him uh, to bring him back to fullness of health. And be with the family, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Wani. Keep us up to date. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, that's the end of our show today. I'll see you tonight, 7 o'clock here at Calvary Church. Don't let Easter just be the end. Let it be the beginning. Come on back home. Let's worship together, pray together, study the Bible. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.